Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. <laughs> this is February 20th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Jan Shaw, I do believe. Yes, are we here? <laughs> Hi, Nancy. Hi, Dolly. Oh. There's Jan. Hi, everybody listening. <laughs> okay. Is Dolly not with us yet? You don't seem to have your microphone on. The now can you hear it? Yes, yes, thank oh, you. Oh, I had it on my head. Yeah, well, that's what I figured because... <laughs> it's... You guys are my babysitters tonight. Oh, okay. What, the kids have gone out? They've left you <laughs> yeah, alone in the house? Yeah, they went to Orlando to meet up with a... with Annette's used to be bossing when we were in Sarasota. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jan, that was another marvelous show. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, I always do. Me too. Thank you, Dolly. Yes, um, that uh, article from McCullough on 1984 and um, Brave New World was interesting because I studied them when I was, uh, I can't remember if it was my A-levels before university or if it was when I was on my um, degree course because um, my degree was English and American literature. But um, it's a long time since I read them, so I can't <laughs> quite remember. I'm, I think I'm going to have to read them again, actually. <laughs> and also Animal Farm, of course. You mustn't forget that. <laughs> Well, Huxley was really an interesting dude. I mean, he was into psychedelics before anybody knew what psychedelics were. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He he actually was on his deathbed and asked for a dose of uh, LSD, so he was tripping when he died. Oh. True, true story. True story. Well, that's a good way to go, isn't it? <laughs> I would think. I would think. And it, it was actually... Um, uh, Michael Henry Dunn told me that, and I thought, oh, gee, that sounds really weird. It kind of creeped me out. And um, so I went and I looked, and I found a, uh, it was it was his brother who was writing it, but it was the brother's uh, remembrance of what the wife had told him regarding uh, the last, you know, day of his life. And she told the story that she suggested, because he was in, he was really, you know, cramped up and in, 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 in terrible pain. You could see it. And she asked him, and she had, and I, apparently, you know, over this, you know, tortured, dying situation, if he wanted some LSD, and he had said no. And then um, he actually said, you know, yes, I want to do it now. And then, you know, he was, he was tripping when he died. But they said that as soon as the drug took effect, his whole body relaxed, and he looked just really like he was having a good time. You know, mm. like like all the all all because there is a, a disassociation with the 3D uh, lower body um, on a hallucinogenic, and he probably had a very pure form. 
A lot of it's, I wouldn't trust it now. But back then when it was first out, nobody was thinking that, well, I'm going to cut this. I mean, you can get actually in the, the actual processing of LSD, you can get strychnine. Um, and my brother uh, ended up in the hospital from supposedly LSD that had laced with strychnine, but then I found out that it was a situation that could occur during the production of certain versions of LSD. But he, well, um, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I just looked up on, uh, on Google. There's a couple of good quotes here, actually, that I thought I'd share. Facts do not cease to exist because they are ignored, which I think is very relevant for the current situation. And maybe this world is another planet's hell. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> I've, I've actually never, wondered that myself. Many, many times. <laughs> I'm thinking, where have I heard this before? <laughs> um, he's a really interesting guy. You know, the things that he did. And I, I have a, a clip, I'll have to see if I can find it, of him with um, Mike Wallace. And it was scary how prophetic he was about you know, they alluded to in that article as to how he saw the future, that the future is now the present. Was, you know, mm. and that was, you know, well, Mike Wallace, you know, 60 Minutes. It was the old black and white. It was an old one. I forget when Huxley died. So, so Dolly, um, have you had anything that you thought to ask or tell people about or... Any inspiration? Well, yeah, seeing as, yeah, yeah. I've been watching the White House, the, the one in D.C., as you know. Um, let me clarify this to those who don't know my belief on this White House situation. There are three White Houses. There's the one in Hollywood. There's the one in Mar-a-Lago. And there's the one in D.C. that's empty. Um, I've been watching the empty one in D.C. to see if anyone shows up or there's any lights or any activity. Well, I haven't seen uh, any guards on the roof. And, you know, it used to be full of people walking around on, on the roof, around the perimeter of of the roof to, uh, in, in the middle, and y you saw activity. And there were uh, three or four or even more guards in the front door walking on that porch or, or standing around talking, or, but guarding the front door of the D.C. White House. And uh, it's um, Fox has, I don't know why they're doing this, which makes me question why are they doing this but they seem to show live and they put on the top live white house scene in a box by itself and then the people who are talking in another box so i am believing that fox isn't doing a fake news thing showing 
the White House live because the weather seems to be like it should be in D.C. and and the uh, time of day seems to be like that. So I am believing what they're showing. And then also there's only one or two vans in the parking lot. I mean, that place is dead. There is nobody around there but one or maybe two people at the most. Now, Dolly, this is this is current because last week you, you told us something similar. So you're still seeing nothing happening? Yeah. Wow. That's this week, yes. And last night I was watching. I wanted to see, oh, a couple nights there were lights on at nighttime. One in the middle floor corner on the right, one in the left side of the White House. There were light, one light there, one light there. Uh, most of the times, there's no lights in the day, daytime. There's no lights in the nighttime. And it just, it, when you look at it, you just get the feel. There's nobody home. And the and the not uh, even lights on and nobody's home. Um, right, and then the one in, in Hollywood. What? Infinite in chat was asking, "How have you been watching it?" Well, I just told told y'all. Uh, so um, I don't mean to be snotty. I said that snotty, <laughs> didn't I? I didn't mean to. Be Did snotty. I miss that? <laughs> You're oh. watching it on Fox. Well, all right, I watch Fox. And, yes. and okay. on Fox, they have the corner where they put live on it and they put a box on there. They have had that on a lot of times, showing the White House. And in the other boxes, they have the people talking uh, on air. Well, I have not seen any peoples, any guards on the top of the White House. None walking around the perimeter, none in the middle, none none nobody is on the top of the white house nobody except for one maybe two i have seen two twice that walk on the front porch of the white house and uh and they're the only two that are on the front porch and all the lights are dark except the one a couple nights, I've seen a light on on the right corner in the middle of the floors, and one in the left side. I think it was on the first floor, but I can't remember. I can't swear to that. And so, uh, the, there's usually one person walking the front porch. A couple nights I saw two, and there's uh, hold on, oh, dear God, there's take, one. Take a one. breath if you need to. That's why I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to repeat it. Uh, well, I'm sorry, sweetie. Um, I just did a search, and there's actually a webcam you can watch as well on whitehouse.gov1, the number one dot info forward slash webcam and uh you know it reminds me rather of what was reported about buckingham palace all being shut up and you know 
interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's why I keep watching it to see mm. what's if if they're even going to pretend that it, that Biden isn't in Hollywood, but then the Hollywood DC is really getting decrepit. The hidden door in that one room, well, it's not hidden. You can see exactly where it is, and some some uh, wallpaper seems to be coming off. And and it just looks dirty, and it's not the real White House. It's the one in Hollywood. So mm -hmm. I've been keeping my eye on that just out of curiosity. Well, there's this there's one guy out there, and he seems to live in the neighborhood of Castle Rock production which is where the West Wing was shot and so they have a mock-up of the White House interior and apparently outerior but in other words they've got a mock-up of the front of the White House but it's not necessarily attached to the mock-up of the interior and so the first video he had he said you know there's these people that think that Castle Rock and blah 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 well he says I came down here and I'm looking and, and let's let's look at this and from the pictures that we have of Biden in supposedly the Oval Office in D.C. there's a parking lot behind him whereas if Trump was you see the pictures of Trump there's trees you can't see anything beyond the trees now did they cut these trees back and there was a parking no there's no parking lot in the D.C. outside the Oval Office so he says here here's the parking lot and here's the trees and he shows, you know, I can't get all the way in there because it's all fenced off. But he says, you see those trees? Those are the trees. So we know that now that that's the part of the of the place that he's, t you know, on the inside of that building, he's looking out from, you know, that type of thing. So then there was another uh, video of some people walking, supposedly walking into the White House, into the Oval Office. And as they're walking into the White House on the way to the Oval Office, one of the cameramen that was filming this thing, he had to adjust his camera, and as he did, he took a like a panoramic shot of the outside. And so now this guy says, see the, see the red? And he was moving it so fast you really couldn't tell, except that you were looking at buildings. And he said, see this one that's a red building? Here it is! And he's, and he's showing it now on Castle Rock, you know? So he goes through, and the third time I saw him out there, he was showing a nighttime uh, shot of the outside facade of the, of the White House, and it was all lit up like they were doing filming or something, you know. And to anybody's knowledge that, you know, I know, you know, West Wing isn't being filmed again. Although supposedly there was a, an upgrading of the facilities like the Oval Office, because if, if people say, well, that's not the West Wing office. That's right. Because they actually redid this for a 20-year reunion of West Wing that I never saw. I never saw it advertised. I never never saw anything about it. And it would have piqued my interest. I mean, I could have missed it. But it would have piqued my interest because I really liked the show. So I'm not sure about that. But there is a lot of stories. You know, I was talking, I, I, I got to tell you this, this, this was really weird. I find this show on Vice, it's TV Vice, V, v as in Victor, I-C-E. 
and it says who's Q and they're going to do this three hours it was like supposedly set up to do three segments like over three weeks or something but they put them together for a three hour presentation and it was an analysis of the QAnon uh, situation the two people I would say a guy and a girl and they looked about maybe in their early 30s the guy was more inclined to want it to be true and she was very I don't I don't want this to be true you can see she she had a slight ad attitude but they went after it very objectively if you just sort of look at the first hour in particular and they honestly were presenting the QAnon, let's say, backdrop of reality in that there is Satan, that there are abuse to children, there is sacrifice and torture and adrenochrome. They even mentioned adrenochrome. And, you know, the whole scenario of what we, we know to be true but presented the way it was, it sounded stark, raving mad. And I'm, I'm starting, as I'm watching this, I'm starting to go, oh my God, this is going to be an expose on how dangerous we are, right? But they were doing it very objectively. It was, it was a great presentation, especially if you want to mind control people. And they get, and they interview this guy who, now, okay, so they had a different interpretations. The question asked in the beginning of the show is, who is Q? So they had different categories. And the first category they, they looked at is that Q is this guy whose name, I'm not going to give you the names. I wasn't taking notes. I just was like kind of engrossed in it. And this guy that was working for um, one of the, uh, chans, you know, there was 4chan and then there's H-chan or something. Well, he was with the 4chan people when all this started up and he claimed that they started it up. He didn't call it a lark, he called it something else, but it's basically putting out a puzzle and it was based on some other computer puzzle and, I mean, it goes on into this deep back story about how he got involved in this and it sounds, at least the details surrounding it sound like, well, this, maybe this happened. And he mentions this guy, I'll just say Thomas, Thomas somebody, uh, as being the guy who was putting him up to doing it. He was like the operator, but this other guy's the mastermind, right? So then they go on to, the, to, an, to another story, which is, um, I don't even remember, because there's only two that really mattered. And so, the, but they're talking to um, uh, David, Robert Dave, is it Rob, David Rob? Robert David Steele or David Robert Steele? David Robert, Robert Steele. Ro no, Robert. Robert, Robert, Robert David Steele. Okay, yeah. so they're talking to him, and if you have listened to him, he does have a, I mean, he's boom, 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 like this. Um, CIA, ex-CIA seems to have access to a whole bunch of stuff, and they made him look like he was a looney tune. He came off as a looney tune. He's okay. the guy that's on this, um, oh, what's it called? You know, they're doing all the stuff on the pedophilia and everything. Oh, no, the pedophilia, yes. With Sasha Stone. Yes. And it's the, I can't even remember what it is. It's the court of something or other that's in London. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, he, he, you know, he's been he's been all over the place. David has been for a long, long time, and I've always I've always found his information to be very uh, detailed and very specific and and probably true. But when they you know they cut and, and paste and do weird things, and so they made him look like he was crazy because, and I realized that if if you didn't understand what's missing, what they weren't presenting is okay. What's the details? Where's the, why do we believe this? They're giving them the overall theories that are presented by the QAnon faction, but they don't explain why we believe it. We're not idiots. You don't tell a story like this and have, you know, and they, they admitted that 10% of the population is estimated to be Q followers. That's a huge show. What is it 3.5 million in the United States? Yeah, you know, and of course, they're all over the world as well. And all over the world. But, hmm. um, so, you, you, but they, when they, none of the details of why we believe this, so they're presenting it accurately, but it sounds crazy because they're not giving why we think this, even though we understand it's crazy as shit, right? So, um, but uh, steel uh, becomes critical because... They find, they discover, or they, they discuss, let's put it this way, I'm sure this was well done before they started filming this. They discussed how the theories of Q put forth were already put forth by Robert Steele. And that's true. But, but, if they were put forth by a whole bunch of other people, why? Because they were true. QAnon didn't make this stuff up or, or follow what? Steele was talking about they were talking about reality but the reality is so convoluted to anybody who has not gone through the experience of learning the details of why do we believe this stuff now let me give you an example initially when I first saw the first postings I had a feeling that this was something real and as we you know know I'm a remote viewer so I just followed the energy of that post back, and I saw like five people involved in this thing, and it was definitely felt military to me, and I said, oh, this is interesting, it's a military operation. And I, I immediately realized it was a PSYOPs operation, and I immediately discarded it, because I just didn't, I didn't have the time to try to figure out the coding that was involved in it. So I really didn't pay any much attention to it except when it would come up in conversation and I'd see some Q posts and I'd look at it and, you know, just sort of a casual, you know, observer of it. But what made the difference was in 2019. Because in 2019, now one of the things that, that Q would often say is the future will prove the past. And in 2019, uh, well, I, let me put it this way, 2020, okay? But in 2020... You start having these very bizarre things happening. But if you go back to the same date in 2019, he's actually telling you what will happen in 2020. But it sounds like he's talking about it in the present tense. And so you discard it as being nonsense. And it was so accurate over the spring. I mean, scary. It was so accurate. Day by day by day. It was like coming out every, every three days. The 19Q would post, and then that day was like, oh, my God, they just shut down China. 
They're not going to let the Chinese in. You know, I mean, it was like, it was recorded in 19 what was happening in 20. Now, the only way that you could do this is to have a quantum computer that can do time travel. And I know that really sounds nuts, but that's the only way that you could have gotten that accuracy in my very sci-fi reality type of mentality. So what happened was that I started to look at it differently. And this time when I went back and I looked at it, I said, okay, I think it's military, I think it's PSYOP, so let's see how it's been playing out for, you know, the last just about a year. And what I discovered is that you had these people who I, I could name if I could remember the names, but you know them. They're the ones, the QAnons, that go out and they take the quotes and post Q, and then they say, well, this means this. All right, those people, in my opinion, are operatives. That they, that's their job, to take this stuff and to hint. Now, they may not be knowingly doing this. They may be feeded fed stuff, certain information uh, that makes them kind of get it. Because you can get some of this, and because I was, remember, I was military, and I was in, in, the, in uh, spy stuff, you know, the, the crypto, uh, when, when they would take and they would make everything secret electronically, you know, and mention it up, I can't even remember the names. But that was, that's just, no, yes, cryptography, right. yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Cryptography, because there was a lot of messaging in the post, but you had to understand certain key things. And these guys didn't get it once in a while. They got it all the time, or at least had a damn good expression of what it meant all the time. So I got the feeling that, okay, somehow or another, these people are part of the game. They're like giving little hints to keep the game going, you know. But what I was really impressed with was the way that this thing was forcing people to think outside the box. And it was masterful. Yes, it was a PSYOPs operation to get people to come awake. Because they never told you what to think. They would lead you to a link that would give you information upon which to base your own reasoning. And that's why I do believe that it wasn't some guy that thinks he did this. He may have thought he did this. But remember, we're in high-tech area of mind control that we talked about a little bit last week. You know, so somebody could think that this ha- something happened, and it didn't happen to him at all. But he would swear on a Bible it did. They're that good at this. So I have to kind of discard that, that thing. But what really made the difference was discarding that was they said to um, Robert David Steele, hey, dude, do you know the guy Thomas? And they gave his name. And Steele got really like, like he just got his, you know, cold water poured over him. And he said, I won't talk about that person. In fact, I think we're done here. And he politely excused himself and left the stage. When so was there's, that? This was, uh, Dolly, was it a couple of nights ago? Because I was trying to... Yeah, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Maybe Wednesday, but it was on Vice TV. And I don't know what to tell you beyond that. And Comcast has it, at least in my neighborhood. Um, yeah, it was fascinating. To, so, okay, so then so then, then they get to a congressman. Uh, he's not in Congress right now. He's not active, but a congressman. And they, he starts telling them about 
how dangerous, how dangerous we are, you know? I mean, you know, that the Trump movement is a, is a very great danger. And, and so they end this, this show with the same question, who is Q? But before they got there, <clears throat> they made a direct connection to Mike Flynn. If it is military, then Mike Flynn must be involved in it. And they presented a whole bunch of little kind of factoids that make you kind of think, well, that... Maybe it is. Doesn't matter to me. Who's doing it? You know. What well, of, of course, Flynn and his family recorded the video of taking the oath. You know, yeah. Q posted about you know take this oath. I swear allegiance to the flag and all the rest of it. You know, you know well, the he, thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because they played it. I would say maybe five or six times during the uh, segment. You know, I mean, seriously, over the three hours, five or six times, they played that very segment. And, um, you know, so it's, it, it's, because, you know, at this point in the game, you don't know who's playing PSYOPs with you. You don't know who's, who's, who's controlling the narrative. You know, it could have been that these people were really patriots that were told to do this, to be able to wake people up to a certain amount of, my God, we got to pay attention to these Q people. What are they saying? Because, again, if you're ignoring it like they were for so long, no, it grew organically amongst, you know, like-minded people. But you didn't, it really didn't grasp anybody as being a problem. But now they want it to be a problem, so they want to introduce it to you as a problem. But they're introducing also the whole concept behind it. You know, and why do these people think this way? So you don't know who's pulling the levers, and this is why the game has gotten very, very complicated. I'm done. <laughs> Over to you, guys. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Of course, we haven't had anything from Q now for over two months. I think the last count I saw it was like 71 days or something like that, um, which is interesting because, um, you know, one of the things that is said is that, you know, when Q goes quiet it means there's a lot going on. And, um, you know, for Q to be quiet throughout all this election fiasco, I think the last, yeah, I've just pulled it up. The last post was on December the 8th. And I think this might play, but, oh, no, it's video unavailable. Yeah, it was the we're not going to take it um, twisted sister uh song but with a lot of um you know the trump related uh images and it's now been taken down so um that's interesting but you know it's now 74 days it says at times q strategically goes dark for days weeks months do not mistake silence for inaction and i almost feel it's like it's confirming that there's a lot going on that we're not actually seeing. Well, Jan on, your, yeah, Jan, on your show, you quoted Sidney Powell as saying the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, so much is done in code. It's, uh, you really have to um, actively listen. And, and, of course, you know, they do so much stuff 
that is numerological and related to gematria and all the rest of it, you know, the links between posts or tweets or whatever at certain times that that link to, you know, a related hue drop and, you know, it... <laughs> <laughs> it's it is it's it's really stimulated people to do a lot of research and to you know get into that critical thinking mode and not just swallow everything and and that's the thing you know the 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 ones that denounce Q are implying that Q is just influencing people that you know they're being led down this path to believe all this stuff about satanic pedophilia and everything else what they fail to grasp is that it's it's quite the opposite that there is you know it's it's research this and you, you know before twitter uh, censored so many of the q followers um you know, you'd get somebody posting, you know, this is the latest Q-drop. Come on, Anons, you know, let's get together and, and see what we can decode or research or find out about this. So it's very much a group activity. And and as has been pointed out, there's no such thing as QAnon. There's Q and there's Anons, but there's nothing, there's no entity called QAnon. So... You know the reason. Well, no, they... but that's that's what the, that's their cover term for the movement, the QAnon right. movement. Yeah. Which is Q and the Anons, QAnon mm -hmm. movement. But as you say, and as Q has said, as well, why are they feeling so threatened by the movement that they have to go after the Q movement? Well, one one person said. How can this be a cult? Not on that show, but I read this, you know. How can this be a cult? There's no known leader. There is no known theory other than do your own research and to think for yourselves and power to the people. Where, where is the cult thing? Every individual is responsible for participating. It's not, and you don't even know who the, who's Q? I mean, it's like, <laughs> this is just an amazing uh, phenomena, I guess you'd call it. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really done a great service in terms of bringing people together. Yes, yes, absolutely. Not only in the U.S., but across the world, you know, when there's people in all these different countries, you know, doing their, holding up their cue sign... And, uh, you know, it, it's it's people uniting against the deep state and the cabal across the world, which is what it is. You know, it's not just a an American thing, a national thing. I mean, look at what's happening in the UK, for goodness sake, you know, with all the the lockdowns and and, oh, you know, I look at it and I'm thinking, God, it's, it's even worse than it is here. Um, and in yeah. Canada as well, you're getting people arrested, you know? Yes, Jan, Dolly. I heard uh, from Russell today that um, people 
it's coming to the point in the UK where people are going to be refused to buy food unless and and to do things unless they get the uh, vaccine COVID shot. Yeah, is it? Have you heard that? Um, I may have it. I don't think it registered that. I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's even more draconian in some respects than it is here. It's uh, horrendous. And, uh, you know, if we look at, I mean, it makes you wonder what the, what the whole thing with Texas is, because not only did they have the power outages and the water outages, but they're saying, you know, there's massive food shortages as well. And so, you know, it makes you wonder, are they going to, you know, create these artificial shortages just to coerce people into being desperate enough to say, well, I've got to have food and I've got to have electric. And if I can only do it with a vaccine, then I'm going to take have the vaccine, you know? My well, we- thought on Texas was that it was it was a setup by the White Hats to show people just what the Green New Deal would do to them. Yeah, and I thought that might be the case as well, actually. In fact, I I did put a post on Facebook saying, I wonder if the White Hats, I mean, this is like over a week ago, I wonder if the White Hats have done this weather engineering just to wake people up Mm -hmm. to what it's going to be like, you know, in terms of um, energy and everything else, especially linked to the fact that um, Biden cancelled the... Um, Excel pipeline as well. Yeah. So, hmm. Interesting times. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, when you when you look at the Texas situation, you have to think in terms of why would they attack Texas? Well, Texas was you know the the state that was more likely to secede than any other state. They've been talking about it for decades. And it's controlled by the Republicans right now, but a lot of Democrats are moving in and, you know, people were starting to get a little leery of that. And maybe we should just secede because we don't want to lose our state with an infiltration of Democrats that don't know what they're doing because they're all brainwashed. (laughs) People must hate me for saying this. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. My party has been taken over by zombies, <laughs> you know. Um, but there's a lot of lot of factors that are involved that would make uh, Texas fairly threatening to the establishment, I would think. And so, well, yeah, to I'm orchestrate also. to orchestrate this kind of punishment, if it was a dark side operation, a punishment to them, because what happened was that. And Biden is falling on his sword, but the theory is is that help us, feds. We don't have any money. We don't have any water. We don't have any, uh, you know, uh, food. You got to help us out here. You know. Now, if it was Trump in control, FEMA would have been on. It would already be there, with trucks Ooh. after trucks and fl- flights of. You know, everything would be in there already and coming and coming and coming. And instead, they got like 65 generators. In a state, 
The size of Texas? 65 That generators. haven't even been delivered. They're sitting in the dock yet. Oh, really? I thought they'd been delivered. No. Oh, my God. You know, so they've completely fallen on their swords regarding, you know, you know natural disaster response. Um, yeah, I mean, he's getting a load of criticism for not responding. And, I mean, Ted Cruz, bless his heart, he gets hammered for going to Cancun with his family while this is going on. But, uh, I mean, somebody put a meme up saying, is this what he's supposed to be doing? And it showed him in a hard hat, you know, actually up on a power thingy, mending it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, in defense of Cruz, in defense of Cruz, he had been without, well, he he had a daughter and her friends were without power, their family. So they came over to the Cruz house in order to be, you know, have at least, they still had, you know, the regular grid was still up. And then that grid went down. And so now they're all, you know, there, but no water, freezing to death, and he's a pilot that's got a plane. Can we fly some, can we fly out of here? Okay, I'll fly you to Cancun. Now, he could have said, and then I was coming back, right? But no, what he said was, and to be honest, yes, I was going to spend the weekend there. He said, but on the way over there, I started thinking about it, and I said, just because this just doesn't look right. So he dropped him off and then turned around and flew back. You know, so, but he admitted that it was a bonehead thing to do. And meanwhile, you've got the governor uh, of New York, you know, who honestly, he, he came out with another one of his, you know, charade dances and prancing up there in front of people with the slides that tell you everything like you don't can't understand the English language spoken and I'm listening to it I'm, I'm getting food ready in the kitchen I'm listening to it and I was like I cannot believe this man is saying this he sounded certifiable crazy I mean he, That's he, because he is. I swear, Dolly, I really got nervous because it, it did seem like anybody that was saying the things that he was saying was yes. should be certifiably crazy. I um, think, like I said before, I think the White Hats are setting things up so that people can start to see. These people are nuts and stupid. They're evil. I think things are really stupid being set up by the White Hats because it's past time for people to wake up. I just hope they can. You know, I mean, because first off, a lot of this stuff isn't seen by the average person because it's, they're watching the other networks, you know. And something about Fox, Fox to me has changed. You know, and at first I thought that, especially when they fired Lou Dobbs, I thought that was very odd. Um, but it seems like the guests and the hosts are feeling much more secure about being absolutely brutally blunt with the public. They're not holding their punches. They don't seem scared to me anymore. Now, they, either they've gotten some kind of a new jolt, jolt of patriotism and we're going to win this in warrior spirit, so they're out there, you know, hell be damned, you're going to fire me, fire me. But they all seem to have this new 
I don't care what you people, you know, on the other side think. I'm going to tell the truth here. And so, uh, are you talking about certain people, or I mean, I don't watch Fox anymore. Well, so don't okay, yes, anymore. yes, certain people like um, Tucker Carlson, uh, mm -hmm. Hannity, and uh, Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, mm -hmm. but also like on the five, you've got Jesse and. Um, Greg, who was really getting very nervous about when Biden seemingly won the election, he was getting very nervous. You could see that he was concerned about his job. And now he's been offered, in, even, in addition to the five, to have his own show every, day, every week. I mean, every day on the weekends. Week. So, um, but it was... Yeah, it and was I think a, uh, Tucker Carlson's just got a new contract to do... I think yep. it's something on um, Fox on that subscription. Tucker Carlson Originals is what it's called. I right. Think. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it's on the subscription service. Correct. Correct. And so, and Ingram doesn't seem nervous anymore. I mean, some of the, but the guests, a lot of the guests and the guest hosts are even like, oh, what's his name? I like him so much. Oh, gee, his name's just gone right out of my head. He, uh, he's that Englishman. Got a little bit of a beard. Oh, the guy, he's on Mark, a Sunday. Uh, yeah. Steiner? Yeah, Steiner. Yeah. yeah. Stein, Stein, I think Mark Stein. And he, he, he was um, guest hosting for Tucker. And my heavenly day, this guy was just like in their faces. And funny as could be. He's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, he was like, but I'm thinking, is you know, if he if he gets another gig on Fox, and I know that Fox is is probably made a decision, or they've been, you know, let's say persuaded to go with certain, you know, people. And also, Donald Trump was on Hannity. Did you catch him? Uh, For when 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 um, uh, Limbaugh d died. Yeah. The president came on, and he was very, very gracious. I mean, yeah. very. Hannity wanted to know, well, when can we hear from you, you know, about what's happening? He said, this is Russia's time, you know. We'll get into that sometime else, you know. <laughs> mm. But um, it was so good to hear from him. You wonder whether, you know, there's been so many um, reports of all these different people stepping down, and... You know, you did see this, well, I think when you saw what happened on election night with, um, you know, calling it for Biden and all the rest of it, and all these people said, right, I'm done with Fox, you know, I'm going, and the ratings crashed. Um, you know, it makes you wonder if something's happened at the top that we haven't heard about, but that's basically, you know taken control to bring it back to much more of a conservative platform because it's being you know it's got it's now got competition from right side it's got competition from one american news um you know it's not the only kid on the block that's doing the conservative tv reporting
Did anyone here, I, I want to ask this question, did anyone hear that there is a story that Rush Limbaugh used to be Jim Morrison, or is it Morrison, the band guy, and he faked his death, and then he puttered around doing this and that, and, and finally dis finally settled on being uh, Rush Limbaugh. No. Russell was showing me that today, and I said, oh, my gosh. You can't believe anybody about anything anymore. No, you can't. You can't yeah. even believe what sex they are. It doesn't Wait. matter how they dress up. Oh, it's crazy. And, and you know, um, I, I, I really deeply appreciate Tucker because he's, like, telling these outrageous stories, and he's going, I know, it's hard to believe. You can't believe it. But there's so many other things that turned out to be true that we couldn't believe. You know, I mean, it's like everybody's going like, well, I think it sounds stark raving mad, but so didn't the story before and the story, you know, all these other stories. It sounded like crazy stuff. And then you get the enough information to make you think, oh, my gosh, maybe this is true. And, you know, that's what we've had. That's what we see. So I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just with, you know, Anelia and others that say, look at you, you, you can't put your focus on trying to save these people because that's a soul. Trust their souls. They've made a soul decision. You've got your job right now is to focus on a good outcome. We're going to get out of this and we're going to get out of it with just magical, magical realities at our, our you know, beck and call from the fact that we'll understand you know, that each and every individual is part of the God source and very, very important. Two, you know, you can go and have any kind of food you want that's made out of hemp oil from a replicator. The Star Trek rebel, you know, the Star Trek universe, that type of thing. Those, those, when they talk about, you know, perpetual energy and free energy and they talk about anti all of, they know this, they've got this, this all is real. And, I mean, <laughs> we've been, at, I've been at this for, yeah, like, 40 years, so I learned it a little bit at a time. But does, you, can you imagine what's happening to people? I mean, well, Dolly's been into it for a while, Jan, but you admit that it's only been about 10 years that you started waking up to this information. Imagine if it's, like, 10 months that this all gets dropped in your lap. Weird place. Well, I did... Yeah, I did look up some images of uh, Jim Morrison and Rush, and I don't see, unless there's been major, some um, plastic surgery, I don't think they look alike at all, um, particularly the lips. Those are very different, so. Well, that's what I kept repeating when Russell was sharing this information. Mm -hmm. Why didn't anyone recognize him? He's been Rush Limbaugh for how many years now? Why has anyone recognized him, if that was the truth? It doesn't make sense. Mm. you, well, you got to think that maybe the other side is just sending out these bizarre stories so that if you... 
and Russell repeat them, you sound even crazier with no proof of. You know, that's that what I... That occur to me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at a story and I go, that's really weird. Could be true. But I don't like to tell it without having at least a few, you know, factoids that say maybe this is true. And that's because I think that they're just swarming us with disinformation. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think I think that the, they are. They're trying to discredit it through putting this information out that isn't true. Because, you know, we're saying uh, Michelle's Big Mike and, you know, Kamala's a guy and all the rest of it. John Kennedy Jr.'s alive. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you well, know, that's, that's why, why I asked to see if anyone else has any and that's what yeah yeah you didn't you did exactly what i would do you know you didn't come out stating of that is a fact you said has anybody heard this story that's what we try to do here yeah. you know it's solicit people to think for themselves you know we're not telling you that these are true stories we're telling you that these are the stories that are out there and you know do you have any information that will say nay or yay because that's what learning is about, you know, and we're in a game, you know, and they throw us something, you know, a clue, and you go, is that true? I don't know, does that sound true? Not really. Is there any facts <laughs> associated with it? Not really. Ah, they the almost got us. <laughs> the <laughs> trouble is, there's an awful lot out there that does seem bizarre that I think is true. <laughs> that's, that's, the pro that's the real problem. You I know. know. I mean, so if, if we're think about <clears throat> it. If we if we if we openly admit that we have problems sorting through it, imagine somebody that doesn't have any background in this. They gotta think we're crazy. I mean, stark raving mad, and yet we look at them and you go, "You guys, wake up!" You know, the people that are leading you are stark raving mad. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh my god! It's not well, just it's, it's not philosophical differences. It is fact differences. Your facts are wrong. No, your facts are wrong. No, mine are. Where'd you get your facts? Will you trust that place? I mean, it's like, oh, my God. Trust your guts. <laughs> I think that's what Q's talking about. Trust your gut. We're spiritual beings. We know the truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because um, Kenny, who owns the property here that I'm where I'm spending the winter in my RV, you know, I've been sharing stuff with him, and he got to the point of saying, you know, Jan, you know, you, you share some really good stuff, but there are just some things I just can't join the dots on. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well... The reason for that is that you don't do what I do and research it all, and when you do that, all the dots join up very obviously, you know? Uh, too and obviously. He said, and he said, and don't tell me that the moon landing was false. <laughs> no, that was not, in my opinion. <laughs> well, <It's>... I don't know. <laughs> I've, I, I've looked at that data. And I think it's there's more to show that it did happen than it didn't happen. And there well, was yeah, there's, there's two sides to the story, really, isn't there? There's, oh, it never happened, and it was all filmed in the studio. And then it was they 
they discovered stuff on the moon that frightened them off, and that's why we never went back. Well, they, in my opinion, okay, there was a great little story, you know, um, Barra, Mike Barra. He was one of those, he, he was actually the co-author of Hoagland's book, uh, Dark Secret, I think it is, or Dark Landing, Dark something, Dark Mission. And it's about the mission to the moon and all of the problems that makes you think that it was all BS, that they, <clears throat> they never got there, right? But then you see stories about the women that, that were the mathematicians before computers. I mean, they had computers, but the big heavy-duty mathematics was being done by women in NASA who were able <clears throat> to figure out the, the complicated, semi-complicated, I mean, with things that are much more complicated, but the complicated ma mathematics to do the trajectories that would get them to the, to the moon and back. And you hear about their stories, and then you get into uh, this, this series that was done with Mike Berra asking the questions that made him think it was all phony, to technicians like NASA people that then, and for the most part, poo-pooed all of the supposed fact, not all, well, the facts that were presented that day, to the point that Mike Barrow was like, oh, you know, maybe we were wrong. And I feel very strongly that they did go to the moon and that they did see stuff that they expected to see. I don't think it was unexpected because their reactions were... Um, like uh, I think it was Armstrong said, they're here, indicating he didn't have to say who they were to ground. Mm. You know, so I, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that, that those people were, um, they knew what they were getting into when they, maybe not so much the later ones, I don't know, but studying as much of the first three flights that I did, um, I felt very strongly that they knew that there was things there that they couldn't tell people about. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. Look at all the other stuff that they haven't told us about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we managed to get through an hour, <laughs> and welcome back to the Say I What love Show. That song. So I had my fish tank on. Now, can you guys hear any background now? Because Peter's no, listening to the show on the telephone because all he was hearing was me talking, not you guys. So, you hear anything in the background? Oh, wait a minute. No. Do I have you guys muted? I don't think so. But well, I we've been have. trying to talk to you. I muted you guys. Yes, you did. You always mute us. <laughs> <laughs> now Jan's getting what, what Walt gets with me. The <laughs> mute. <laughs> well, some somebody had not, somebody had not muted, so I muted you both. Well, that's because I well, I'd um, I mute on my headset, not on Skype. Well, you, oh well, that should cut you out of Skype. It does. I was yeah. muted. I, I don't. But it looks. If you're looking at Skype, it looks like I'm not muted because I haven't muted Oh, no, Skype. no, I, <clears throat> I was hearing I, something, and maybe I heard it before you muted yourselves. Well, that's because I unplugged my headphones. <laughs> <Yeah. so I, laughs> so it is Jan's fault. <laughs> yeah, there's an awful lot of speakers coming from her. <laughs> and then before I flushed after my pee, <laughs> I thought, I'm <laughs> I better mute Skype. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we hear everything here. <laughs> well, you know, when I first thought about this this particular show, I, it, I wanted it to be like, you know, just some friends getting together, you know, over coffee or a beer, just talking like women talk, you know. And I think we've succeeded. I think we've succeeded. We don't drink beer, but I do drink wine. Well, I don't, well Jan, Jan. No, I'm not talking for Jan. Jan drinks wine. Or sometimes a hot toddy. But we won't tell anybody yes, that. But only when I have a cold. So, actually, the last couple of, last three days, I've woken up with a sore throat. And it's like, this is crazy. I've had more issues with, you know, not being 100% healthy which i always say oh i never get ill i've had more since i came down to arizona than i ever get up in colorado it's bizarre i don't know why well because you're in a new energy field and you're detoxing oh could be i think that a lot of people are detoxing because i do think that we've gone we've we've been getting energies that have made changes in our energy fields but I think that we're getting energy now that is causing changes to our physical fields in, in that the, the lower body, the physical body, is being readjusted. Mm. Um, it's Interesting. Just a, it's, well, I, I kind of like analyze with what I feel happening in my own body. And then because it's happening to me, of course, it's happening to all of you because you're in my reality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no big deal there. But um, I feel that maybe somebody else is feeling the same things I'm feeling. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, if, we don't, if we don't talk about these things, we don't know that other people are thinking about it. You know, so so what, have you, um, what have you been feeling? Well, see, <clears throat> you've got to understand. I'm kind of egotistical. You might not have noticed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so it's like I don't really think that I need to detox or worry about implants or demonic beings. I don't believe any of that stuff, okay? However, <laughs> you know, I do think I'm going through a physical detox just because of the way that I'm feeling. I'm feeling different. And I don't want to get into my bodily functions, but they're different, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, should I be concerned about these changes? And I'm going, and I'm getting no. It's just a detox situation, and you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. But I also believe that the physical, that my physical body, is the structure of the body itself is changing. I don't know how well, to explain. Well, we're supposed to be going to crystalline instead of carbon-based, aren't yeah. we? Well, uh, and I would say that it is carbon-based crystals. Mm-hmm. What, you like uh, shungite? Yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you, if you take it, okay, well, that's actually a pretty good you know, analogy for it. If you take and you look at a raw piece of shungite, you know, it's, it's a black stone that is kind of drab. I mean, it's not sparkly or, you know. But then you take the same shungite in an elite package, and it's very bright and very shiny and very brittle. It's a whole different structure, and yet it's still shungite. It's just that, in my opinion, 
<clears throat> the elite was when the when when the ball of from the sky from the unit from the cosmos came into the atmosphere and started heating up i believe that the elite was what heated up highest and so it took a different form and it looks shiny and you know very attractive and it's much more expensive than raw so it's the same sort of thing so something is happening within my body that's the way i would interpret it that is uh stabilizing my body better it's probably going into a a different level of health but to get there i think i'm shaking off a lot of stuff i don't need anymore and that's what i think that people are you know if you're feeling no oh, it's not the you know the c word it's simply that you're going through a toxicity to a new level of uh, energy existence because we're going into a new physical energy in the part of the galaxy that we're rushing on to we're, we're, we keep moving and we change our environment and the environment we're getting into is got a lot more um, actually carbon there's a tremendous amount of carbon in this area of the galaxy that we're going into along with a lot of other things for reasons I've explained before but you've got all this fuel that's fueling not just your energy body and that these this carbon that's uh, that's all around us now it's like particles nanoparticles carbon you, that that in and of itself because of energy is going to make a change but it's also going to make changes at the 3D level the physical state of matter is going to change I don't see how it can't but it's a change that we go through every you know 25,000 years 26,000 years so we've done this before we do it many times the only thing guaranteed in, in this experience we're going through is change. But it's change that, okay, yeah, we've been this. And it's never the same change, it's a similar change because you're going through the physical. You see, you keep going around in a circle, but the circle is traveling through the universe. So you're really spiraling through the universe. And every time you go around, yes, you're now in the same relative perspective to all of the cosmic planets, solar systems, galaxies, everything, and you're in the same sort of relationship environment. But you're in a totally different place because you've been traveling as you went through all this time. So it's always changing. And we're just in a really, really interesting place because whenever humanity has gotten into this relationship with all the planets and the universes and galaxies, and when we've gotten into the same area, there has been a massive leap in the human condition I mean this is just you, you, if you, you know if you listen to other people because remember I, some of this stuff I just get information you know I just get downloads I'll tell you when I'm getting a download this is stuff that you can go research yourself you know it's a very well known fact that when every 26,000 years something big happens you know like the uh, you know, when they did that ape leap, <laughs> they went from apes to humans, boom. You know, it was in this relative relationship to everything else. Everything's energy. Change the energy, change the environment, change the person. And in this case, we're being changed at the personal level as we travel through this particular area of the galaxy. Interesting. And um, who was it? Let me just whiz back up. 
Oh, Sam said, if I have a turpentine spiral, can help with the throat issue. Um, I know I've heard that mentioned on the Shungite show, and I think it was Walt talking about it. Can you explain that? Because I don't understand what a turpentine spiral is. Well, are you familiar with um, Dr. Daniels, Jennifer Daniels? No. No? Oh, geez. You, you would really, really appreciate her. Okay, she's uh, a black woman whose dad was a criminal who taught his kids the, the right side of the tracks is the criminal side of the tracks, and this is how you should go through life. You know, basically, lie, steal, and cheat, you know. Um, lie, steal, and cheat. And so, but she learned two things from that experience. First off, don't trust anybody. And second off, never, never, you know, be a whistleblower or a tattletale. And because of that attitude, she looked at medicine differently when she went to Harvard. And she said that the first thing that they told her at Harvard was that 50% of everything we're going to teach you here is true, 50% is false, and we do not know the difference. That's what she was told, her, like her first course in, in, at Harvard on medicine. <laughs> so she realized that the establishment realized that there was more that they didn't know than that they did know. And she, I've been, I, I did... Uh, six hours of radio with her interviewing her. Every time it was just like, whoa. And she essentially saw the fallacies of the system. And as she was going through her internship, um, she realized that, you know, this, is, this system is not based on healing. It's based on business. So she went and got her master's degree in, um, I think it was a master's. It might have been a bachelor's. But she went, went and got it. Uh, a degree in business so that she could look at things that other that other doctors would just especially uh, the insurance companies how they would manipulate doctors to do all this stuff for free in order to be able to be included in the places that the insurance company would allow their patients to go but she looked at it and she was like no, I'm not going to sign this contract. And so right from the get-go, she was looking at the whole thing as a system. And it didn't take her long before she had her own profession and was doing very well in the black community. That's where she wanted to serve. And so she's doing very well. But she was still losing patience. So she did in a, a re-looking at the patients that she had lost, and she realized that the ones that died were the ones that were taking the pills and the medication as prescribed. People who weren't dying were the people that were like, well, once in a while I remember to take it, that type of person. So now she began to look at what they call the standard of, um, oh, jeez, this, I was talking about it earlier today. It's the standard operating procedures for medicine, the standard of care, they call it. And what it is, is it's a series of, if they've got these symptoms, then you've got to do this. And as long as you follow that recipe, you can't be sued. But if you know that if you, do, if you follow this legal prescribed manner of treating a patient, you know that if you do this, you're going to kill that patient. 
she saw them kill the patient so they wouldn't be sued. And she went and she, you know, said to people, hey, look at, you know, this is wrong. And she said, she was, this was when she was still in internship, and she was telling the head of the school, and she said, I know that that man, she said, remember, I was trained at this. I know that man, in his head, he went, who do I call to have her killed? Because I was such a threat to his system. She said, but I, I she, she said to him, look it, I don't care one way or the other. I just have to report this to you. You know, and she talked him down from being thinking of her as a threat. But when she did her own practice and she realized the standard of care was what was killing her patients, she went to her patients, remember, black community, and said to them, you know, when you were a kid, what did your, your mother or grandmother do for, you know, health concerns? And bit by bit, people started remembering that grandma in particular would give them uh, t turpentine on a sugar cube. So she, I'm going to try to cut this down, it's a long story, but she went and, and found out, doing experiments on herself, what the dosage of turpentine was that would actually make the difference and where it became too toxic. And she began to treat her patients, and now she doesn't have any patients going to the hospital because she's got them off of standard of care. So then the hospital administrator calls her up and says, where are you sending your patients? Well, I'm not sending my patients anywhere. I don't have patients that need your facilities, but if I did, I'd send them to you. And then that got her into a whole bunch of trouble. So now she lives out of the country, all right, because she's lost her license and they would definitely like to see her stop talking. But the turpentine, it, she, her, her belief is that all you need to be healthy is good water, pure water, turpentine, and castor oil. That's it. And she spent two hours explaining how these three things can cure everything. And so that was the third show. In the second show, when I was with her, um, I said to her, you know, that we had developed, because I, I, I know that most people do not want to take turpentine, but it's energy, okay? So I had Walt create a, a, a spiral, a Shungite spiral, that held the turpentine energy. And I, I worked with it for a long time before I even talked to, uh, to Jennifer Daniels. And I found that the energy that was coming off of this was just absolutely... You could, you could tell it to do something and it would do it. Like, uh, I call mine Terp, okay? So I say, Terp, my shoulder is really bothering me. Can you do something about it? And I can actually feel a change within fraction of a second of act, you know. Uh, there's so many, Dolly has one, and she can tell you, you know, what her reaction is to it. But it started out as the energy of turpentine that is a, 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 something that can heal virtually most everything that a human being would come in contact with. And if turpentine won't do it, castor oil will. And I have to trust Dr. Daniels because she's put her whole life you know, out there for this information. 
That wow, is that's question. interesting. Yeah. Well, it does to a degree. And what did you say the doses should be again? Uh, with real turpentine? Mm-hmm. You'd have to go research her. Okay. Uh, she, yeah. she has written books on it. Right. But what is a turpentine spiral? Well, you know what a, a shungite spiral is? Yeah, because I've got one. i got one. Well, it's ex- exactly like that, except that the copper's coil is cut in the frequency of turpentine. Ah. Okay, it's like over the years, Walt has made spirals of everything from gratitude frequency, you know, to um, antifungal. Right, because I got mine way back when I first connected with you, and I don't, it wasn't given any specific energy as far as I'm aware. Well, the shungite spiral is simply uh, the energy of shungite. It's, Hmm. the the coil is in the same frequency as shungite is. But, All of this is training, you know, they were, we were getting trained to understand enterology and how it worked. And so, you can program the spiral for anything that you want, the Shungite spiral. You just have okay. to program it that way. So, if you think that you need something that would be best affected by turpentine, you know, you ask the spiral to put out the frequency of turpentine. If you think you're out of, your skeletal system is somehow you know, in a problem, have it put out the energy of the shungite rubber because that's the frequency of a human of a cat's purr and that's been shown to knit bones. And in the case of shungite will also adjust your skeletal system. I haven't I used to go to the chiropractor at least every three weeks for twenty five years and I, I haven't been there since I ran into the rubber. So um shungite rubber. When you <laughs> so, ran into the rubber did you bounce back? <laughs> I did, I did. Um <laughs> That was Sorry, that I was resist that. <laughs> yeah that yeah yeah that that would that taught us a lot. But what I'm getting to is that just recently, um, Mark Joseph, who's on the Shanghai show with us, sent a book to Walt, and I hardly ever see Walt get excited, excited. I mean, like he excited and slow down. I mean, he's like reading this book and doing every experiment experiment that they give him. And he's really, you know, getting everything he can out of it. And that's how impressed he is with the information. And if he's impressed, I'm impressed. But it's called Quantum Touch. And the guy's name is, I think, Robertson. I'm not sure. But I'll put the information on the promo. But what what is so amazing was what he explained as being the fundamental teaching of the book and that is that we do not have to control the energy of healing we do not have to think in terms of I've got to get all of this ceremonial stuff done so that I can get into the right framework so that I can do this magical stuff with energies of allowing energies to flow whatever the story is you don't have to do any of that all you have to do is focus on the problem. So let's say you got an, a tennis elbow and it's bothering you, okay? All you have to do is focus on the elbow and send it love. And the energy knows how to heal it. 
It will pull in the right kind of combination of energies. And this entire book that he's reading is demonstrating how powerful this technique is. So it's just a matter of focusing and then calling in the energy of... And, and yes, it's best if you can get into a... And because you almost, it's almost necessary. You get into the um, link between the uh, brain, your mind, and your heart vibrating at the same frequency so that you have a cohesion between the two that allows the heart energy to propel the thought energy. And that comes about because of, well, actually it's the focus. You have to be able to focus your thought on what you want your heart energy to follow. And if you do that, boom, you don't have to think about anything else. And in fact, it's best you don't. Just keep your focus on whatever it is you're trying to heal. You don't have to say, heal. You don't have to say, I want the elbow to stop. Nothing, nothing. The energy knows much more than you do. All you have to do is direct it. And trust me, since I he pointed this out to me, I've been doing it with myself, you know. The shoulder goes out, and you know, because of the mouse all the time. And I just, you know, like focus on the shoulder. You know, think, I want this heart energy just entering into this and making it right, and boom, done deal. Very powerful, very powerful, uh, and so simple. And that's what these things teach us: is how it's really very simple. Don't make it. Don't go big. Make the big day, things out of. You know, when we tell you you can manifest, you know, you're the best one to talk about that. You know, to manifest money, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> and situations that benefit you. You know. It's just you put that out there. And I think it's really time for us to, to don't worry about the matrix reality. Focus and understand that it's our focus, our energy of focus. But as Walt pointed out, he said it takes 30 seconds for the average person to actually imbue intent in something. 30 seconds, you've got to be able to focus without break on getting an intention in. And this would be found before he found quantum, uh, quantum touch. So, it's the focus. Most people can't focus. I'll bet you most people can't focus for 30 seconds. They don't know how to focus. They've been completely distracted. If you don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst, you know. The computer, if the computer doesn't change in, in like five or six seconds, I'm pissed. Why it's taking so long? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Uh -oh. People have to learn how to focus, and this is what this book teaches, how to focus. Well, this, I've looked it up on Amazon, Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal, Richard Gordon. Gordon, yes. Hmm. And he's got a couple of, of books out there. Uh, yeah, the first one, well, the one that, that he's reading is, I think, The New Human or something. All right. Oh, yeah, The New Human. Yeah. It's seems like fascinating information. Interesting. I'll add that to my... Oh, I'm not logged in here. I'll add that to my list. <laughs> well, luckily, I've got Walt. What? <laughs> Dolly? What? Dolly? When I use Mr. Spiral. Oh, right, okay. I just tell... I say Mr. Spiral. Please, my, my arm is hurting me. Please go to the source 
of the problem and heal it. Thank you, Mr. Spiro. That's all I do. That's all I have to do. And then almost before I've said it, it's done. Mm. Yep. But it doesn't work for everything for me. No, it's very specific because it is in the in the framework of turpentine. And, I just and, go ahead. One other thing I wanted to share was when I went in to see my family practice type doctor. I had sent, I had asked for him to be sent a shungite. He was so freaking excited, he could hardly wait to get home the day he received it. He said he has put it everywhere he was told to put it. He's brought the little thing, a, a stone that uh, I had engraved for him special. He's put that on his desk with some other rocks around it and a, and a candle. This man is Indian, like from India. And and he says, when he starts having a hard day at work, he goes in his office, shuts his door, and he tells it, activate, please. <laughs> I never would have thought of the word activate, but hey, he gets this, he gets it going, and uh, he's very very happy with the results of Shungai. And he told this storekeeper in Daytona. <clears throat> The, the storekeeper saw him looking at Shungite, and he said, do you want to buy some? And, and he said, oh, no, no. I have a patient who gives me the good Shungite. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to share that with you so you'd know that it was very much appreciated. Well, I, I, I don't think I said this on radio. I've been talking to my friends here, but it last night, it got it was it was actually warm down here, Dolly. Dolly's only three three hours north of me. It was nice and warm down here, so we ate Jeez, outside. it was freezing here. Yeah, you were well. That that was supposed to be down here. So, but anyway, we were able to. I've got an awning, and there's a table out there, and you know, so they're out there. We got it all ready to go, and it starts raining. It's nighttime. It's about you know, seven o'clock, I guess. Well, probably more like seven fifteen. And it starts raining, and I kind of like poo-pooed it off because I didn't think it was going to last. And then I realized that this this seems like this thing is not going to go away. And I thought, oh, shoot. Dolly programmed the rain to be raining from the, the, the eagle. You programmed the eagle, the cloud buster that Walt Yeah, but sent I me. told him only in in my area that surrounds No, but me. I told... No, I told you that... It must have taken it for my area too, because it had only been raining at night, you know. So I'm <laughs> I'm out there, that. I'm out I'm out there, and I thought, oh, I never reprogrammed it. So I just was not even thinking about my guests or anything else. I turned around, and I yelled, "Eagle!" And I also thought, "Shut down for you know, no rain, no rain tonight, no rain tonight," you know. And within two minutes, the rain stopped. <laughs> and so, you know, we have dinner and everything, and we're hanging out, talking. One of the people had a birthday, and that sort of thing was happening. And I said, did anybody notice the response when I yelled at the eagle? And Susie, the birthday girl, said, oh, I did. <laughs> she said, I saw it. <laughs> so, yes, apparently eagle is um, very receptive to 
whatever you need. So I said, okay, no rain tonight. You can rain Sunday. You know, you can go back into the nighttime raining pattern Sunday, but not and then Jean's coming, and I gotta say, no rain. <laughs> no rain for five days. Don't rain for four, four days. She'll be here four days. So, yeah, the eagle. That that yeah that's that's it's a very interesting and I'll, I'm going to be very interested to see what Jean thinks about it. Let's see what Jean thinks about this property. She's coming when? A week from tomorrow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And Infinity, if you have that link to. The, whatever you were referencing regarding the spaceport here in that spaceport, what do they call it? Spacegate. What do they call it? Stop <laughs> Stargate. It. Stargate. <laughs> if you have that information on the Stargate, I'd like to read that. She said that she had read that there was a Stargate here right in my neighborhood, and I said, yes, I'm very much aware of it. I live here. And there are so many... I don't understand everything about that portal except that it exists and on certain situations they've had us work directly with it. But it is a portal and there's so many critters that are here that are etheric beings. I mean, at one time we were doing this, I'll say ceremony, that's not exactly the word for it. It was energy changes to the grid. And this girl who was, well, girl, she was, she's, she was, you know, probably in her late 30s, early 40s at the time. And she was one of the people that started up the psychic hotlines. And she supposedly was a channel of ET information. And she's over and we're doing this work. And all of a sudden she says to me, Nance, Nance is a brother. And I look up and I see a, a version of the gray you know, coming through a portal, because we had all sorts of portals on this property. And um, I I looked up, I saw it, but I was really intent on what I was doing. And I said, yeah, 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 I see. You know, she starts hitting me. No, Nance, Nance. And I'm thinking to myself, I thought you knew these people. What the hell? You know, and she just keeps hitting me. And I finally looked at her and I said, look up. And I pointed to the west sky and she looked up and there was a fleet of UFOs, a fleet. Uh, there was probably three dozen. Okay, two dozen. I was exaggerating. And she went, oh, my God. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, whatever we're doing, you know, this is a big deal here. So that was the first time I ever physically realized that, you know, they could some, and it was the same, it would be the same places that they would appear. You know, I've seen all sorts of critters, but it was always associated with a certain gate, you know, a certain place on the on the property. And when I was clearing out the main energy place that we work from, the Merkaba they've talked about a lot, on, especially on cosmic reality. But when I was cleaning that out, I, I found this piece of concrete. I'm, I'm talking like a round piece of concrete in the dirt. I don't know how I never saw it before. We've spent, you know hundreds of hours out there and I've never seen this thing before and then when I was looking at I was sitting there looking at I was work, really working with the uh, eagle and I glanced over at it and I realized that that was where certain energy forms like elves and stuff 
would pop out of that that was like now they've covered this little <laughs> entrance you know with concrete that i never saw before it's very strange this yard is very strange so it is associated with and then i think there's an et ship always always above us although since the eagle was put in it backed off it had you said it, they said they were backing off and i said why you know and I'm really sorry about the background noises. It was really bad. Why didn't you say something earlier? Well, and why are you? What did they say? Why? Oh, they said um, because the energy field coming off of the uh, eagle was actually they didn't want to get into it. They did. It was more that they didn't want to disrupt it, and it would disrupt them because it's basically orgon energy. Um, but. They also indicated that, you know, they didn't really have to be there anymore. This place was so protected with the eagle. Whatever that, whatever they're building there is now like, you know, some kind of a super duper spaceport for critters. Derek says this place is. He said if you could see what's on your property, he said people come there, spirits of all sorts, come there just to recharge. And it's because the Atlantean uh, Stargate is right 20 miles off the coast from me. Well, a little north. More like Lauderdale. Straight across. And I know that because Walt's been there. <laughs> he got hijacked out of... See, this stuff sounds crazy. And yet people that have been listening to me forever, they know that we have told these stories, done experiments, proved all sorts of things. You know, go back. We've got archives that go back to 2014. And on Tuesdays, I've been playing um, The Chronicles, which are the old shows, because you think that I say crazy things now. Back then, we did some really crazy things. But it all turned out like we said it would. Well, except the fleas <laughs> and the ticks. <laughs> the one, the one oh failure. That, the one failure that plagues me. I was screaming at you, but of course you didn't hear me because I wasn't on the radio with you. You better not get rid of the fleas and the ticks. They're here for a purpose. No, the fleas are not, but the ticks were, and that's what Gene Rockefeller put the whammy on it. There's still no reason for fleas, and I don't believe Gaia created them. I believe that they were created on some kind of a other planet, and they got on the spacecraft and ended up in a here in the in, world transported and from transported and now they're now they're plaguing my dogs and my cats my gosh my my mama cat i had to take her into the vet because she was losing all her fur and it turned out she had a flea allergy and i'm like how could she have a flea allergy she was a feral cat has never really been in the well in my house she wasn't in the fleas but this last flood i think fleas came in with water because I suddenly started to notice a little more scratching than I'd ever seen in these guys. And I still, I was taking the comb to her, and I, I couldn't find any fleas, but they found flea dust on her. And so they gave her steroids, and it was funny because the she must have been, I was, she wasn't scratching a lot, but maybe because she was itching so much she didn't know where to scratch. You know, I felt so bad when I found out what was really happening with her. So... When when I brought her to, and you can't bring the animals in now. You have to wait in the car, and they come get them. And it all worked out very fine for me. It was like 
oh, you came get it, and then brought her back to me. But the steroids worked with her to stop the itching, and she was like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, you know, and she's so grateful. It was like, so she, I was like, oh, good, good. I'm glad we at least, you know, got that under control so far. But but you also said here on in the chat thingy, uh, Dolly, I'm hearing lots of different noises. Is that behind me? Was that behind me or was that in your house because you don't have anybody home with you? Because you say furlough's well, with you. Oops, I'm sorry, I was muted. I You're was hearing tape, a lot of bangs sure. just then. You heard what? I heard a lot of bangs. It was like somebody was drumming. It wasn't no. your dog scratching and knocking against something, was it? <laughs> no, there's nobody in the room with me. It's weird. <laughs> but I do apologize. I mean, I wasn't looking at chat. They probably said it early in the, you know, and I just didn't see it. I apologize. I've got guests. I've got an excuse. Explanation. No excuses here, just explanations. Got my guests. Well, um, Infinite did answer your question. She did. Yeah, and I'm just trying to find it. Uh, well, I go back. I want you guys to know that after the show, when I've got everything up and it's going to be playing the replays and everything, I come over and I do look at those the chat from the whole show so it's not like I don't see it I just can't. if I start looking at chat I get lost I can't remember what I'm doing uh, she, yeah she says you are the keeper of the most sensitive biggest stargate in the world according to two people ooh mm. makes sense to me this place is so yeah. magical so, do you get Sasquatches there as well? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, this was so strange because you wouldn't think that because it's basically in a city. You know, yes, but I have six acres around me and my place is like a jungle. But you wouldn't think about it. But one day, the dog is acting like he's afraid to go outside. And he would go out if I was walking behind him, but he was his hair was standing on end and he's looking towards the back of the property. And I'm like, okay, there's some kind of critter out there that he doesn't like, maybe some, you know. So I said, no, no, don't worry about it. And, you know, well, the next day, he's late, uh, not the next day, but that afternoon, he's like still having the same kind of thing, you know. And so I, I didn't do anything about it. I didn't know what to do. And, but that night I said, you know, I was thinking about it, and I said, gosh, I wish I knew what was scaring him out there. I'd think about it. And no sooner do I do that than there's an advertisement for a Sasquatch <laughs> coming up, you know, some show. And I went, Sasquatch? No kidding. So then I went outside and I said, is there a Sasquatch out there? And yeah, 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 we're here. You know, there was a, a big one and, a, and two little ones. And um, I said, what you guys doing here? You know, what, you scaring my dog? Well, we had to get your attention. And I said, oh, okay, so you're not going to scare the dog. I was mostly concerned about the dog being scared. You know, <clears throat> no, no, no. And I said, so you're just, you know, letting me know you're here. Yeah, yeah, we just want you to know you're here. So then <clears throat> I talked to Derek. I said, <clears throat> what does Sasquatch like? Well, their favorite thing is M&M's. And I just started I was laughing. Say M&M's. Because <laughs> I, I never buy M&M's, but I just happened to have a bag of M&M's. Sandy had given them to me. 
So I went out and I gifted Sasquatch with M&Ms, and the dogs had never been scared about the backyard. So, yeah, apparently they're here. Dave Sasquatch loved M&Ms. So every once in a while I'd send a big bag. <laughs> of M&Ms to him? Yeah. And he'd give them to, I forgot his name, the Sasquatch name. Oh, fooey. I don't hey, know what it was. Harvey? Is his name Harvey? No. No, <laughs> no that's, that's the rabbit. <laughs> oh, that was a rabbit. That was a rabbit. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for those people that don't remember, it was a movie with... Um, James Stewart. Dame, I knew it was an S. James Stewart. James yeah, Stewart. James yeah. Stewart. And he saw a big old white rabbit, and everybody thought he was crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie, one of my favorites. Some of those old ones are really... Oh, I know. I still love watching Gone with the Wind. And, of course, the Dems wanted to cancel that because, of course, it was all about the Civil War and Mammy and all the rest of it. But I, I can watch that movie time after time after time. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly... I love our history. Our history is so exciting, and it's so yeah. full of, I mean, there were terrible, terrible things done to the black people. There were terrible things done to the, the white indentured people. There were terrible things done to the, you know, Native Americans. There's always terrible things being done to people for some reason. But inevitably, story after story after story, you see where just the average person succeeds you know and who didn't want a mammy in their life once they saw oh, that show oh oh i know <laughs> oh I, know. I wanted mammy in my life yeah yeah i loved her I, yeah i love her yet <laughs> and there's such I, wanted, a rich... I wanted a rat butler in mine <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Oh, um, M&M's in England are called Smarties. Really? Or, they might not be exactly the same, but it's the same principle, you know, different coloured thingies. Yeah, the Smarties in England. Uh, M&M's. <laughs> so, what else? We've only got, you know, this is... Uh, I was on with Walt by myself. Dolly wasn't here. She was spending a night in the hospital. And... Um, we get to 10 minutes out, and I said, well, we're about 10 minutes out. And he says, oh, this is a time where we try to figure out what to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Walter. Oh, God. I love that guy. He's so much fun. But no, that uh, point... There's a comment from Hope. Uh -huh. So she says, no, their M&M's just the same. So Smarties must be a different brand. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I don't know why they call them M&M's. I much prefer the name Smarties. I think it had to do with somebody's name, like one of them was Mars. Something, you uh, know, they, they always had something, seems like names were so, I don't know. I could be making that up. But I did watch the Food That Made America on History Channel. That's really uh -huh. interesting stuff there. It's a series about the different Mars and... The people that, I mean, just all the different ways, Heinz, uh, bird's eye. You know, how did how did bird's eye get into the frozen food thing? Really interesting. Of course, I'm a historian. 
throwing my degrees in. And they're just such interesting stories that, you know, if this didn't happen, that wouldn't have happened. And, you know, what, what I find really very, you know, sometimes you theoretically know something, but sometimes you get this, you know, real feeling in your body of, oh, my goodness. Before they started, like after the Civil War, and, you know, before they got things like the ability to package and the ability to take food from one location over the trains to other locations, the stuff that people were eating was disgusting. I mean, truly disgusting. Because they had lost the, in the cities, you know, it's like, think of it, you, you, people on the farm are doing fine, but they send this stuff to the city and by the time it gets to people, you know, they said that people would eat rotten meat because they had paid so much for it. You know, I mean, it was just, I, I was appalled by how bad things were before they started essentially having supermarket, I mean, grocery stores and, you know, preserving, preserving stuff was incredibly important. So it's a, it's a series that you'll learn a lot about history, you know, in the, in the concept of just food. You know, what, what made the difference in our cultural society in, in many ways you can say the food the food production what made the difference it's fascinating anyway but they also did one on candy so it was all candies <laughs> Hershey's the Mars Brothers you know the invention of Milky Way really interesting oh stuff. Milky Way yeah I mean it's interesting because you know I see stuff over here that's branded I mean there's Cadbury's you can get over here but um, and I think that's licensed to Hershey. And it tastes nothing like what Cadbury's in the UK taste like. And I was delighted to discover in my local supermarket that um, they have Aero chocolate, which is, <laughs> it's full of bubbles. It's milk chocolate. And they do different flavors, like they do a peppermint. And I'm not into that, but... And it's it's really light. And the thing I've noticed is that it's far less sweet than American chocolate. It's got a sweetness, but it's a much more subtle sweetness. It's not overpoweringly sweet. Because if I get even so-called, you know, even the organic milk chocolate over here seems to be just too sweet. And... You know, I don't have a great sweet tooth. If I have chocolate, I'll like eat a couple of squares of it, and that's it. I've had enough. But oh, the trouble is, this arrow, I can go through half a bar. <laughs> and I did indulge myself. And much as I don't like to support Amazon for obvious reasons, I did find, uh, I did order a twelve pack of arrow chocolate, <laughs> which is coming from Ireland actually. So I haven't received it yet. It's going to arrive in March, but hopefully it won't melt before it gets here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I really like that. <laughs> so you ordered from Amazon, but it's coming from Ireland. So you have to wait yes. all that time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that from... they had that set up. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few, you know, if you want English food, and Annie is a great 
one for ordering English food through Amazon, you know, her Eccleskates and things, which is interesting because they originate from Lancashire, which is where I grew up. I was born there and grew up there. Um, but uh, I was also, I was, I think I was chatting with Ernie on Facebook and I was remembering and fantasizing about Thornton's uh, continental chocolates, which are just mm, out of this world, you know, Belgian chocolates, truffles and all this kind of thing. And it, Oh, I could really do with some Thornton's continental chocolates and hope, you know, being from the UK will know all about that. But uh, yeah, I don't overindulge in, in sweet things at all. I'm like my mum, you know, she always used to prefer savouries to sweets and I'm the same, but uh, <laughs> anyway. There you go. We've, we've filled a few minutes with chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and Dolly, what would you... have got five minutes, Dolly. Would you like to... Because Dolly a lot of times gets into things at the last couple of minutes, and I have to cut her off, so I don't want to be rude. So, <laughs> Dolly, is there something you'd like to say to the to our listeners out there in TV or Radio Land TV? Yeah, right. No, not right now. I'm just... I'm sweaty. I'm very warm right now, so I don't really have any thoughts. Oh, Okay, are you all right? I think I am. <laughs> I hope you are. We're supposed to be babysitting. You know what you're supposed to say. Yes, I'm fine. I'm sitting. I'm not getting up. I'm not moving. I'm just going to sit here. Talk to the spiral. Oh, yeah. I'll do that, Jan. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I need to get the doctor next is the spiral. He'll love that. Ooh. Yeah. Talk to talk to Walt. Have him make a special, you know, healer's special spiral. Yeah. I will. I do that. I gotta remember that. But tell him the small thing, not a big thing. <laughs> right, he'll, right. He'll send you Something thirty he pounds put on of resin. His desk. <laughs> and, yeah. Because yeah. he so, seems to like to do that. So if uh, Dolly doesn't have anything else to say, I'd like to say something if I'm allowed. Okay. I'll yes, my, yes. I'll raise my hand. <laughs> you got, you got the stage. Pulpit so is yours. Because I was talking to this friend, um, you know, from Texas that I mentioned on the show about all the the outages and everything. I hadn't spoken to her for ages. She's actually a client as well. I I built the web, her website for her. And, um, it goes back to the days of the festival. But anyway, that's another story. But we ended up on the phone for three hours the other night, just talking, talking, talking. But, you know, I was saying that I'm really feeling the desire to get a place, a permanent place. But I really don't know where it's supposed to be. And then she was saying, well, you know, I've had this thing about, I may be supposed to go to Hawaii, to Maui, but I'm also thinking about Florida. And I said, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking about Florida for quite a while. So maybe my next stop isn't back to Colorado at all. Maybe I'm going to come over and, and you know, camp on your doorstep <laughs> in Florida. But... Uh... Who knows? Well, you know? you'd, ha you'd, ha you'd have to drive by Dolly's place to get here so you can stop by and say hi to Dolly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we got a place where you can park your trailer along the side of the house even. 
Wow, well, I don't that? even know. I bring the trailer. I'd have to see about that because I don't have a tow vehicle. But ah. uh, it may be a whole different expedition. Who knows? But, you know, it, it's interesting. I feel as though I'm just being put down in places I'm meant to be. And I've no idea where the next place will be. <laughs> so. Well, sunny Florida is not a bad destination place. I think free, free, free. Yeah, yeah, free. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love your governor. DeSantis. I know, DeSantis. Oh, I do, too, ever since yeah. he told Biden to fuck off. And would you <laughs> stop know. that? Now, go ahead. You, you know, we got through this show the last two minutes. She says the F word. Jeez. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I said it in the middle of my show last week, so. Yeah, know. I know, but I took that out. Oh, you didn't. Oh. I did. I beeped you. Oh, because I didn't, okay. I didn't want any excuse to take that show down off of YouTube. Now say what? Two pe- three out of three people, two people said the, you know, said it the whole thing, three times. One person said, "F word," not the other. F. R- R. Love you guys. Anything else, Jan? Well, I am familiar with. Florida because I have been I've done the Orlando thing and you know with the kids and I've been to the Keys and I really like that and that was flying into Miami and spent a little bit of time in Miami and okay that's it that's as far as you can go we got to get out of here love you people okay it's a it's a say what Say What Radio Show, with no agenda, it's always a surprise, but if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>